Hello and welcome to Travel Radio Podcast. I am your host, Megan Chaffa, and I am joined today by my husband, Joe. Welcome back to the program, honey. Thanks for having me. It's great to be back. And surprise guest, my twin, Sarah. It's me. It's Sarah. And our dog, little Arf Arf, is going to be here and hopefully say nothing. So there you go. Well, today's episode is going to be on flying Virgin Airlines for the first time. Uh, we did an episode on flying Iceland Air, which I say we, um, that's that's just me, actually. Um, I just did, I did that episode by myself. It, it was actually received really well, had a lot of downloads, and I think that it's something people are, are interested in flying some of these um, non-standard American airlines. So anyway, I want to get started on this because we both have flown Virgin recently on transatlantic flights, and I think that in general we would say it was a good experience. Oh, absolutely. Agreed. Okay. So one perspective is going to be from a family traveling with two children with the extra leg room seats, and the other is going to be uh, my sister traveling solo in the basic economy section. Um, and or, you know, how that process went. And we do on this pro, you know, on this podcast, the goal is to introduce travelers to travel professionals. However, um, I am the travel professional on this podcast, but I didn't plan either of these trips. So it's very exciting for me. I had a Christmas present for my husband to go to Las Vegas, uh, to a conference. So he booked those tickets and my sister, uh, she came out for a mental health trip. <laughs> To hang out with my two screaming children. <laughs> Which is better than my house. No, 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 no. No, no. Family fun time. Family fun time. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, anywho, we're going to talk about, uh, first let's talk about the booking experience and where you purchased your tickets. Joe, um, where did you purchase your tickets? So I ended up purchasing them through the Virgin Atlantic website. I found them, though, through an aggregator. Um, and so I, I always look at Expedia and Fairboom. Um, and I've specifically found that Fairboom has good deals on overseas flights sometimes. Uh, but with Fairboom, they'll they'll change your itinerary without your consent. Um, so you can find the cheap tickets on the aggregator, but then I like to get the customer service from the airline, so I bought them through the, uh, through the airline website. Awesome. Sarah, what about you? Uh, I was feeling insane at my job so i randomly looked at ebates and they had a promotion for discounted tickets through cheaptickets.com and that's where i began my search not really thinking that i was actually going to purchase anything uh but they also you know populate all the different promotions through expedia travelocity etc uh and um and I wound up finding my tickets through them for such an incredible price for direct flights as well as getting a rebate through eBay. So that's how I ultimately chose my ticket. I think that yours came through because you sent me your itinerary. I think it was cheap tickets. I think it was cheap tickets. No, yeah. it, was che- it was cheap tickets. Okay. But you got an eBay rebate. So cool. Hey, treat yourself. Shoot. So, um, so I should just briefly address the issue of uh, travel agents and purchasing 
airline tickets through travel agents. If you want to purchase travel or sorry, airline tickets specifically and only airline tickets, that's actually something that's really good to just do yourself because every time you add on a layer of handling, uh, there's going to be a layer of service fees on those because airline tickets are not commissionable like most travel products are. So just an FYI, uh, if you're going to a travel agent for a whole number of things, including accommodations and transportation, that way um, there is the, the travel agent will still be being paid by someone, but otherwise there's no money in it for them to actually sell you a ticket, so they would have to charge a service fee. So anyway, buying tickets uh, for air is not always bad to do that by yourself. So Otherwise, I would uh, hit up a travel agent for your accommodations and car rental, transportation, whatever, because they get some pretty good deals. Okay, so now let's talk about um, pricing. Joe, you booked our tickets, family of four, so two adults, two children, and you got a screaming deal on these tickets. I did. In fact, we were about to cancel this trip idea because we, we just couldn't find tickets that would make sense. For all four of us, um, because it was so expensive, and then the last day I was ready to cancel our plans, and the last day I checked one more time, and I fell into some sort of vertex in the in- vortex <laughs> in the interwebs, uh, and I found flights from Heathrow through Atlanta to Charlotte for um, for under three hundred U.S. dollars per person. So it was like two hundred eighty-five dollars per crazy person, town. which is unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, and so once I and I found those on Fairboom, and then I moved to the Virgin Atlantic website, put in the same information, and sure enough, I found those same tickets at the same mm. price. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why I decided to upgrade to uh, what Virgin calls um, Comfort Delight uh, to get the extra leg room. And delight. Uh, yes, Comfort Delight. And delight it was home. a delight. It was. And so it has. I mean, every airline has their version, but it was extra leg room, a free checked bag, uh, priority boarding. <laughs> Um, and obviously you pick your seats in advance because you're getting the extra legroom seats. So um, those are all upgrades that you have to pay for if you get basic economy. And so given that we were traveling with the kids and we were going for two weeks, we're all going to have check luggage. That seemed like the best thing to do. So all told, it was about 500 bucks per person, you know, round trip overseas with the extra legroom, which is a, a pretty crazy deal. It's pretty crazy. And in, in fact, after all that, I called Virgin to, just to see because we didn't – we were um, – we didn't care whether we flew into Atlanta or Charlotte because we were going to my parents' folks, which is like halfway in between. So I called Virgin to say, hey, now that I've paid for these tickets, can you just cancel the second leg, save my kids a, a plane trip, and let us just fly into Atlanta? And she tried a bunch of things, and at the end of the day, in a very polite um, British way, she said, you should keep what you have because you're never going to find another deal like this. Mm. And of note, if you have a round-trip ticket and you don't complete a leg of that ticket, that trip, you, your tickets will cancel, so that's an FAA policy. So don't uh, don't mess with that, because I, I wanted to do that, but <laughs> you should not. Don't do that. Okay, Sarah, would you tell us about uh, how much you paid for your tickets? In total, I paid four hundred eighty-five dollars for my round-trip ticket to direct flights from Philadelphia to Oxford or to Heathrow. Heathrow. Sorry, to Heathrow. I'm a newbie in this country. Anywho, (laughs) with that said, I originally started to look for my tickets probably six to eight months before actually committing to the flight. And when I looked, they were over $900 per round trip ticket. And that was when you suggested to me that I was looking too early, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which was surprising to me because I was under the assumption that if I booked earlier, then I would get the best deal on my flight. However, 
uh, I it's now April 7th. Yeah, today. Yep. It's April 7th. I booked my flight January 19th. And I, and I was able to get these tickets for $450. It was $30 of insurance. Uh, of insurance. Yeah. And with tax in U.S. dollars, it was right, under, right around $485. Yeah, it's a great deal. Yeah, so the, uh, so anyway, started off with some feel-goods in the sense that we got a great buy on our tickets. Mm-hmm. And I even hesitate to put this episode out because... Everybody's going to go and want this route on these tickets and get a great deal. And then our tickets are going to well, be Well, it's not a guarantee, people. It's not, but you know, hey. Anyway, um, let's talk about first impressions. On, well, first of all, check-in process for us was relatively easy. Although. I, I would like to mention that before that, about a week before, maybe five days before the flight, I got a phone call from a Virgin Atlantic employee. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I don't know what triggered the phone call, if it was because we were traveling with kids or because we paid for the upgrade. I don't know. Um, but it was just a really kind phone call, and she wanted to confirm our seats, and she wanted to get my kids uh, meal orders. Um, and so I was really appreciative of that phone call. Mm. I wasn't expecting that. Sarah, your check-in process was a little more complicated. It's a little bit more complicated. I think that's also because I'm not totally familiar with traveling overseas and the book and the uh, check-in process slash getting your boarding pass. But when all was said and done, it was a relatively smooth uh, experience from beginning to end. So when you got to the airport, how identifiable were the Virgin Atlantic employees? Oh, they were the sharpest dressed staff out of out of anyone, and they were the friendliest. They looked you in the eye and had excellent, if not uh, just top notch customer service. Very and, and and very identifiable because they're in these fire oh. engine red like pea coats and these little kind of mm-hmm. pillbox hats. They're, I mean, yeah. They do look sharp. Yeah, if you want to, if you want to be high fashion in in that industry, work for Virgin. Yeah, and oh, and the gentlemen have maroon jackets on, so they were a little, a little, to me. a little different. <laughs> 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 oh. So, Virgin Atlantic employees, I think in Heathrow, this is their. I mean, I, I know this is their hub. So, when you're checking in here, all the employees that are just you know waiting around for whatever. I guess their flights, they're all on the floor. So if you need help, there's just staff members everywhere and they're smiling and they're greeting you. It was early. They were kind to our children. And the one gal, I, I don't know if listeners are going to guess the millennials might not know this, but there's a, a movie called Office Space. Yes. And there's this one point where Jennifer Aniston's waitressing and she has these suspenders on. <laughs> Ten pieces of flair. And she doesn't have enough flair. And so she has to go get more trash keys to put on her outfit. Well, uh, a lot of the Virgin employees have a lot of these enameled style pins on their lapels and they're kind of bedazzled or whatnot. And I said to the one guy like, hey, tell me about your pins. And, you know, this one was her 10 year pin. This one was her 100,000 mile pin. Or uh, She had all these things that were related to her employment history with Virgin. And I said, oh, you've worked here a long time. Do you like your job? And she said, I love it. And I said, to the younger gal next to her, like, oh, do you like your job? And she's like, I've only been with them for, you know, not not as long, but she loved it also. So just to start off, we had friendly employees who loved their jobs, and that was great. And Joe, I think you said it best when we were talking earlier about the difference between 
safety versus customer service. Would you like to talk about that? Yeah. So, you know, the primary function of flight attendants is to meet FAA regulations and their primary function is safety. And that's all true and everything. Um, but at Virgin, we got the sense that their primary purpose was customer service. And I think on some other airlines I've been on, I won't mention any by name, but you kind of get a sense that customer service is an afterthought. And that was just not at all the case. I just felt like at, at every point they, they made us feel as though their job was to make sure that we had a good experience. And, and I'm, I was surprised by that. I've just not seen mm-hmm. that on a lot of other airlines. Mm-hmm. Sarah, any comments? Uh, well, I personally am in the customer service industry for a living. And so because I provide such high levels of customer service in my own life, I in turn expect that from the world. And I'm really sorry to tell you this, but England's not awesome for customer service. Don't listen, English. <laughs> anyway. It's just different. It's, it's just different. different. It's just different. It's just different. All in all, the way that the staff treated me through Virgin was just so courteous and personable. They really strove to make sure that I was happy and that I was comfortable and that I felt that I was taken care of. And I I really did enjoy my experience. And when you have happy employees, that continues and travels on to how they interact with your clients. And I feel that Virgin must be an excellent place to work for because those were lovely people and delight to fly with. All right. So, Joe, what, you going to say anything? Are we moving on to flying yet, or are we still checking in? Well, if you want to go back to checking in, go for it. No, no, I want to move forward. Let's fly, baby. Let's fly. (laughs) Take off. Okay. So um, getting seated, we had priority boarding because we had the children and because we had the upgraded seats. And we had the extra leg room aisle for cross. And it was a relatively empty flight, actually. There was, I would say, within my eye view... Walking back to our seats, we weren't we were not that far back in the plane. There were probably six entire rows empty, and Virgin is pretty good about keeping rows empty for weight balance until takeoff, and then they tell you you can move around. Uh, and I got to tell you, the extra leg room was incredible. I don't know how much it was—one inch, six inches, eight inches—I don't know, but it felt like I, I kept my bag under the seat because I wanted to prop my feet up because there was actually. Yeah, I don't, I'm not I'm not a person of great height, and it felt more comfortable for me to have my my bag down there. But with the kids shuffling around and da- I mean even dancing and Araya was do- we made blanket forts because they had so much space. What? Yeah, we did. I'm jealous. We did, and and the, the our daughter moved over to it. So we were in a row of four in the middle, and our daughter moved over to one of the rows of two on the side, so she could have her own like special place and because she had her headphones on and she was watching her film and she's drinking her sparkly drink whatever it was <laughs> and because she's small right because she's seven the seat looked big on her and so she looked like she was in first class just yes, because she, she was did. in this like yes, she was giant sparkle lounger and you sky. know she's got cool. her hair in this fancy french braid and she's this adorable little girl and she's and they're asking her would you like something else to drink and she's politely ordering i mean she just looked like she was this high class baby mm-hmm. girl when we went to get off the plane i, I circled around before um I knew they were going to turn the seatbelt sign on to descend just to make sure that our area was clean because we destroyed that place. And <laughs> oh, so I went yeah. up to our daughter who's over there by 
herself. And, of course, she's got all of her stuff out. And I was asking her to clean up. And I saw the mug on her tray. I was like, did you have coffee? And she looked at me incredulously and said, Dad, I had tea. <laughs> she had tea and some scones. See? See, she's English at her oh heart. Oh, my gosh. She's so funny and polite and pretty. Like, oh, she was just... Anyway, she was having a good time. But we did. We built them blanket forts with all the extra... Blankets tucked into the trays and the seat rest. With all that leg room, which I did not have, audience. Tell us I, more about that. Sorry. I, I think well, hold on I one will. second, one second. The, the one thing I do want to say before my sister unloads on the, the non extra leg room is that the armrests fold up completely, mm-hmm. which I, they don't on all the airlines, and their seats recline, which they also don't on airlines, all, all airlines, which I had some other disappointing flights this month. But anyway, all that to say, good. Reclining and good armrests. So, there you go, Sarah. Okay. Unleash. <laughs> uh, no, honestly, if that's the only thing that I have to complain about, which I purchased an economy coach seat. When you do this, you know that you're not going to have a lot of leg room. So, going into this flight, I understood that, and all of us have to understand that. I stand. I I am five four in height and did not have enough leg room. So, if you're a taller person, understand that if you're going to buy an economy coach seat, you're you're going to struggle a little bit if that's a long flight. Uh, I certainly did at one point. My lovely bottle of wine that the staff provided me rolled underneath my seat. It was. It stayed there for the, for the remaining four hours of the flight until I could retrieve it upon arrival. Because I, I did try. Trust me, I made an attempt to get that booze. <laughs> dive, but after, dive, but dive. after apologizing <laughs> to the lady, to the ladies on either side of me with my head in their lap, grasping desperately for that alcohol, I could not get it. <laughs> So this is Sarah's error. She should have just reached up and called for the flight attendant because on Virgin Atlantic, they will give you an unlimited amount of alcoholic beverages and non-alcoholic beverages for the duration of your flight. So Sarah should just let that thing roll around. It would have been like... I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like it seat, would have been a nice surprise for, mm-hmm. for whoever. We, we said it was the wine lottery. Whoever somebody was going to win it at the end of the flight. It didn't, we didn't know who. You should have just called for another. I, I should have. But so, in conclusion, on the note of uh, enough legroom, there just really was not enough. Uh, I survived. I'm fine. But if you are going on a longer flight and you are a person that is taller than me most people are i would suggest doing yourself a favor and getting that extra leg room um other than that the flight really was wonderful Hmm. but if your complaint about the leg room is that the leg room is so short i couldn't reach my free booze then you're having a pretty good flight i agree (laughs) i agree (laughs) that was my my only complaint So um, let's talk about then since we're since we're on to the booze. Let's talk about the meals and drink service on Virgin Atlantic. Who do you want to start with? Um, I, I'll start. Okay. So their snacks are they're they're great, and as far as the meal that they provide, I received a dinner meal. They had three different options. One one was a vegan meal. I wound up choosing that not because I uh, am opposed to meat. I'm a hardcore carnivore. However, that was the most delightful one. Less emphatic. <laughs> Less emphatic. You're overwhelming the microphone. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, I am a hardcore carnivore. 
However, I did choose <laughs> the vegetarian like meal. <laughs> it's like so the Ron Swanson of, of, <laughs> of Travel you Radio Podcast. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I love meat. It's delicious. However, it wasn't my favorite choice on the menu upon Virgin Airlines flight V2 to Heathrow Airport, so I choose a vegan meal. Uh, it, you know, it, it's a microwave meal. You are 30,000 miles in the air, so they can only do so much. For it being a microwave meal, it was fine. The breakfast that they served us before we got to the airport was yogurt, a lovely granola bar. Uh, we got orange juice and coffee. So overall, for flight food, I was—I have nothing to complain about. It was good. Hmm. Yeah, we on the way out had lunch meals. And then, this is what I remember. We had, Joey had, so, okay, as far as the children's meals go, you need to order those at least 72 hours in advance is the guidelines on the website. Um, and Joe can explain the system to you because we both times had the meals um, not on the plane. But um, then the first leg out, our kids ended up with the adult meals and I think it was some sort of pasta. But what I remember is that it came with a cucumber salad and some sort of Asian cucumber salad. And my kids were sitting there with these cucumber cubes and these purple utensils utensils. with their little cozy phone headphones on. So I've got a little fox and unicorn with their purple utensils eating their cucumber salads like little high-class babies on this flight which you know it, anyway it was it was good food it was fresh food i thought it yeah i also felt that it was very fresh in, including the you know the 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 hot meal um yeah what did you get joe on that one i don't remember i might have gotten the pasta also go for the pasta I don't remember what I had on the way out. It was di- the menu was different on the way out and on the way back. Yeah, I maybe wonder if it was lunch versus dinner. I ended up That's with possible. an Indian curry mm. on, the set, on the way back, yeah. which they they did list as spicy. I didn't find that it was that spicy, but I I think I have a better tolerance for that than some people. Oh no, I got a pork rice thing on the way there. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and it was good. Yeah. Mm. yeah, I don't remember what I had, but I remember thinking this is the freshest airplane food that I've had. I also agree with that. I, I, I definitely that was that was exactly my thought when I was when we you know d- throughout the experience. I said this is not airplane food, so it was nice. It was refreshing. All right, and now here's Joe's tips on how to order drinks on Virgin Atlantic without looking like an alcoholic and just a parent that wants to sleep on the plane. <laughs> Go for it, babe. Here's what they're going to do. First, <laughs> when you get to altitude, they're going to come through with the drink cart, and that's when you just order your booze and get whatever you want. But then shortly thereafter, they're going to come through with dinner, and then they're going to ask you if you want anything to drink with dinner. They do red or white wine with dinner. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, that's the expectation. Like, presumably, you could order whatever you want, but they're expecting you to order red or white Um and then after that, they're going to be done. But, you know, there's not like a strict limit as to how much you're allowed to have. And so I just walked back to the sort of galley when they were not very busy and asked for another red wine. And they gave it to me. And they sort of led me to believe with their gestures and body language that I could have come back there a number of times and asked for more red wine. And they would have given it to me. I didn't, but I think I could have. And didn't you have... I'm also very charming. 
(laughs) Didn't you also, Joe, have uh, a co-flyer that continually asked for alcohol? Well, so that was interesting. So there was a person sitting near me, and this was on the mostly empty flight on the way out. Um, So although she was a few seats away, I had an unobstructed view. And I think she was ordering lots and lots of booze. And so rather than formally cut her off, the staff, um, the flight attendants, they I think, started to aisle. ignore her. Yeah. Um, and so I didn't see it happen, uh, but but that's what she complained about later. But what was striking to me is that the person who I think they call the catering manager, so this is you know the person on board the airplane who's responsible for all the food service, sat with her for probably, I mean, no joke, 15 or 20 minutes, listened to all of her concerns and all of her complaints, and he took notes, and he assured her that he would address it. Um, and, and I was just really impressed with the level of patience and sort of customer attention uh, that he provided to her. So I, I thought that was a point mm. in Virgin's favor, yeah. mm-hmm. just in that, you know, like I, ha- I have seen, I we have seen before. flight attendants mm-hmm. kind of shut people down for being too needy, and that was not at all the case here, so... Uh, so good for him, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Especially when clearly, clearly it was the client. It was a customer who was out of line. They were still very patient and accommodating. And that's impressive to me from a customer service standard. Oh, I didn't know what she was doing. I just saw, saw her being continuing on the phone and her t- talking about customer service and, you know, contracts and policies and what she paid for. And because in the back of, okay, we'll get to the entertainment in a second, but there is a phone in the back of each seat. And I think you can call their customer service line. From that phone at no charge, and I and uh, and I think that's what she did. And anyway, it seemed like she was pacified, and they eventually gave her whatever. Maybe the guy was just sitting there long enough for her to sober up a little bit before they gave her any more booze. But anywho, eventually she fell asleep, and that that worked out for everybody. <laughs> Thank go. God. Let's talk about entertainment in the flights. They had a lot of options. Oh, so many. That actually was. Another part of the flight that I was extremely surprised and delighted with. They have every seat has an individual monitor that you can choose from uh, maybe even over a hundred different movies. There's a lot of movies. The movies are current. Some of them are indie films. Some of them are documentaries. Some of them are current fiction. Uh, In any case, I watched two different movies. It was free of charge. They don't charge you for your headphones. They ask you for a donation for their clean water project. Mm-hmm. In uh, any currency. In no, any currency. Good. They make it very easy for you. It's an envelope that is wrapped around your sterilized headphones that you drop any loose change that you have into and you hand to the flight attendants at the end of your trip. Um, but with that said... I don't even... I can't remember what I watched because I was drinking. However... Do you watch A Star is Born? I... Uh, I, I, to be honest with you, I don't even know. I was also exhausted. And I've had two dirty martinis before boarding the flight. So, um, yes, I, I admit that. In any case, it really was... The the sound was good. The, the image was good. Um... The only downside to it was that you have to press pretty hard on the monitors because it's a touch screen in order to get to the next uh, screen in case you don't like that Sarah, particular film. You didn't take that little... The control was on the telephone. When you fly back, it's on the telephone. So, for all of you listening, 
there are controls on your telephone that you can manually change if you don't feel like punching the screen and annoying the traveler in front of you. However, I was not aware of this, and so I continued to punch the monitor for seven and a half hours on end. I can't believe it as did It didn't give any. It didn't even give me the option to do that. In addition, in addition, the child behind me also was unaware of this fabulous piece of software that Virgin Atlantic provides you, and so that child kicked and punched the back of my seat for seven and a half hours. However, of which he got the stink eye for seven and a half hours, as well as his father. That's right. I'm talking to you. Yeah. I wish this podcast was big enough that that guy was listening, but he he might be, sir. Sir. She doesn't have the ability to snap a pencil like Arnold Schwarzenegger, but she will burn a hole in your forehead with her evil eye. I tried really hard, but my laser beams were not charged. (laughs) You watered them down with all those martinis. It was the olives. <laughs> so um, now there. So to get to uh, children's programming, there is quite a bit of children's programming. There's kind of like maybe two or three of a number of different. Like there's two or three episodes of probably twenty kids shows, and they have some appropriate kid movies, The Incredibles. I don't even know what else they had. An- another one about a dog. Certain. Sergeant Stinky? Scruffy? SpongeBob? Sergeant Scuttlebutt? Something. Starts with an S. Something starts with an S. Dog was a sergeant. I don't know how he made it that far in the military, but apparently. Yeah, really? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. All his orders, I guess. Yeah, that's good. But um, the the thing that is difficult about that is okay, so we brought our kids' headphones, the cozy phones. We've been talking about it for a couple episodes now. If you haven't entered the contest, I don't know when this is going to air. If this airs before the end of April, enter the contest uh, by joining the newsletter. They're a great product. Otherwise, go to their website. If you travel with kids, it'll make your life easy. So they had their little headphones on. The trouble is that the where the controls are on this handset slash telephone, I think I think it's a that part's difficult. Because you have to navigate with one set of controls, and then you have to select the OK with the other hand. Um, and I just, my kids loved fiddling with it, so it wasn't a big deal. You know, the really the learning curve was on me. But you have to, like, where the cord is, you have to switch hands. So you're always, you have to pull the thing out. You know what I'm saying? The controller? I know what you're saying. I, I didn't no find idea it. What you're saying. It's just that with the extra legroom seats, yeah. the three year old could not reach the buttons. So he had to pull oh. the phone off the thing oh, to man. reach the buttons. That but is a first world problem. I'm telling you. Too much legroom. Sorry, Sarah. Your legroom was in our seats. You're also not three. Yeah, you're also not three. You're on your own. <laughs> on your own. Uh, anything, anything else in that programming? I mean, my biggest complaint about the education or the entertainment package is that. You know, I watched The Star is Born, and it was pretty all right. But, um, it was amazing, audience. But Anthony <laughs> Ramos was like a, you know, third-tier character, and he didn't get to sing at all. And he was in the original Broadway cast of the Hamilton musical. He's pretty talented. Oh, my goodness. And then goodness. Bradley Cooper ends up winning a Grammy. Uh-uh. Bradley song, Cooper, you know? I love you. I just feel like they could have Gaga, you please number, marry him. You know? Oh, my goodness. If either of you are listening... Please tell everyone. <laughs> just get, just get married already. <laughs> five-star review. Listen, if anyone could please leave a five-star review as Lady Gaga, that would be awesome. Oh, my gosh. I'll make my year friend in my head. Friend in my head. She is. She's amazing. Anyway, back to the entertainment. She did wear a meat dress. 
Well, I'm a hardcore carnivore, so all, all good things. She just, when she's I'm done saying. wearing it, I will eat it. It's cool. Anyway, on the note of uh, the onboard no, entertainment, they did, they <laughs> did um, the thing that I was impressed about is that they have an approximate age-appropriate rating on, on the um, description of each film. So before you, before your kids watch it, if so they're, before you watch it, next yeah, before you watch kids. it, yeah. Well, well, it tells you the age appropriateness of it. But the other nice thing is that if you are in a seat, like beside, if you're if you're looking at a monitor that is not yours, it's fogged out. If you, unless you're directly in front of that screen, you're not really able to see what your neighbor is watching. So there's a lot of benefits to that in case your child is sitting next to a stranger who's watching something that's probably inappropriate for them. They cannot see that screen. It's blurred. Hmm. Yeah, I, I thought that that was the case a lot of time, but then on our last flight, I was like, the, the rope in front of me, I could see pretty clearly. Hmm. But, hey, you know. Um, <clears throat> okay, so that's good. Entertainment was good. Um, okay, I want to talk about cleanliness of the airplanes because... I am a probably worse than average germaphobe, and when it comes to planes, I've just, you know, I've got a brand new pack of antibacterial wipes mm-hmm. that I, and the brand that I like is the red brand, the red package. I don't know what, Sandy wipes, I don't know what the exact brand of this one is, but they're really wet, which is why I like them for airplanes. Anyway, we wipe, we wipe our airplane seats down. I wipe the I wipe the windows, I wipe the handrests, I wipe everything. And typically it is just appalling what you will find on an airplane. And again, I don't I said this in past episodes, I don't want to blame the air uh, the I'm trying to say stewardesses too much because really I don't think they have that much time to clean up the cabins. Flight attendants. Flight attendants. Okay. Okay. Sorry, y'all. But um I on Virgin Atlantic, I don't think that my seat was dirty. I and I felt like everything was clean. The bathrooms were clean. I didn't see handprints on anything. And when we wiped everything down, um, I, I didn't think that my cloth was gross. Anyone else? I I was thoroughly impressed at the hygiene of the plane. Uh, I've cleaned houses and restaurants professionally for a living in my past, and I, too, am a germaphobe. Um, so... Foamy Q&A, people. Foamy Q&A. Q&A. Anyway, uh, so I also had my uh, disinfecting wipes, and when I sat down, I almost felt like I didn't need to pull them out because it... it Nothing was sticky when I touched it. I didn't see any fingerprints anywhere. There wasn't a buildup of dirt uh, on any of the surfaces. I did wipe it down because, as previously stated, I am a germaphobe, but it, it really was a clean plane. Once again, the bathrooms were also very clean. Um, there was there was no dirt on the ground. I mean, it really, it really was a refreshing experience compared to other flights that I've taken with other airlines in the past because I felt like the airline cared about my experience all the way from the customer service to the quality of, um, the, 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 well, the hygiene level of the, of the plane. And we did use the baby changing station, not because my children need their diapers changed, but because we put them in pajamas. And so we stood them on there in order to balance them and, you know, kind of do that whole rigmarole. 
which uh, compared to other toilets that we've been in in airplanes, the baby changing station was, I think, enormous, bigger than some bathroom changing stations, uh, and seemed very sturdy and it was very clean. So I just wanted to, get, you know, for parents that are traveling, it, there are good facilities on a Virgin Atlantic flight. The one thing I will say, and it has nothing to do with hygiene because the bathrooms were very clean. Uh, I almost sat on the toilet seat, but I didn't because I'm a germaphobe. When you look at your flight, when you're looking at your seats, if you're going to choose a seat in economy, please look at where the bathrooms are located because the poor man that was sitting directly outside of the flight, it's not like the, the bathrooms are at the beginning or the end of the plane. They're actually situated in the cabins with you. So there was a man who had a seat directly outside of the bathroom. So for seven and a half hours, Ugh. he had everyone going in and out of the stall next to him and had to smell and experience everybody going to the bathroom on the flight. It's the only negative oh thing gosh. that I will say. I felt bad I for that rejected. man. I felt really bad for that man. <laughs> so gross. Um, so that was the only... The bathroom placement was not the best for that individual. So check where you're seating mm-hmm. and make sure to check in early and get your boarding pass as soon as you're able or else you're going to be stuck in that seat. Gross. Um, okay, getting off the plane? Fine. Easy. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. Uh, the When we arrived to Heathrow... Um, the navigation system failed, so we actually wound up sitting on the tarmac. Not the tarmac, but... Yeah, tarmac. Yeah. Like, we were 30 feet away from the airport, 30 feet from getting off the plane, and the system, the the software died. So then we had to wait another 20 minutes for them to physically guide us in, to dock. And it, it, it was I've the... I've never heard of that happening for us. Crazy. Neither did the captain. He was... He was... Clearly the captain wanted to get off the flight as much as we did. But in case it eventually happened, um, but we did have to manually get uh, ushered into our port or whatever you call that thing. Um, but other than that, it was smooth, smooth transition. Mm. Yeah, so I didn't have any complaint. Well, so my only problem there was we had a stroller in the airport, so we didn't check it with our bags, and then we gate-checked it. And with gate checking, you never really know if it's going to meet you outside the cabin door when you get off the airplane or if it's going to meet you at your checked luggage. It depends on how they check it. And in this case, it wasn't clear. And even when we got off the plane, it wasn't clear, even if they were going to give it to us there, where exactly it would show up. And so we walked past the spot where it actually would have been, looking for the spot that it might have been. And I ended up having to go back through a sea of people going the wrong direction to find it. Um, And then it was missing the hood. And so I had to go back a second time and all that to say... We were changing planes in Atlanta. We had to go through all the customs process, get our bags, then re-go through security. And we didn't have that long of a layover, so I was a little bit worried about the time. And I have been hung up going through customs in Atlanta before. Um, All said, the customs line went pretty quickly, and we we turned out fine. Mm -hmm. But I wish it had been a little more clear where the gate-checked strollers were coming out. Yeah, and this is actually not about Virgin Atlantic, but about Mobile Passport. This is the second time it has failed me and that we weren't unable to use it. And the Atlantic Customs and Immigration people were so super unhelpful. Atlanta. Yeah. Atlanta. Yeah. Guys, fail. Super, super unhelpful. Multiple people, multiple lines. Ended up just waiting in the regular line again. Well, not just that, but because we tried to go to the mobile pre-line and then the app failed. And then I asked them for help, and they, like, just asked me to resubmit it on the app three times. And then eventually said, oh, yeah, I guess it's not working, which obviously that's why I went to them <laughs> right. in the first place. Uh-huh. 
So in the end, we ended up being the very last people on a pretty large flight going through customs, right? So we wouldn't have been last in line except that we tried to go mobile pre and it failed us. Um, so like I said, it worked out okay in the end, but if we had missed our flight because we were the very last people mm-hmm. getting off of a 747 or whatever, I would have been mm. pretty bummed about well, that. Well, and actually on that note, the mobile app failed for myself as well. Um, but they, I guess the staff was very aware of what was happening. So they, they were able to see my mobile boarding pass, but they weren't able to use it. So they took down all my information, including my ID and everything. They they physically wrote it down. And other than it taking an extra five minutes to board because their app was not working, Mm. um, I I was able to get on and I didn't even think about it right until right now in this conversation, but the app failed me as well. So, uh, so interestingly, when we got to Atlanta, when we were about to leave, they announced that there are going to be no um, customs cards needed. Am I saying this correct? Yes. Because they said in Atlanta they're not doing customs cards anymore, so all you have to do is get off the plane and get in line. And there was like 20 stations set up for filling out your customs form, and they weren't in use, Yeah. and they just pushed everybody through. So I thought that that was really bizarre. Like you didn't have to declare anything. Maybe you just declared it at the window, but we were asking us those standard questions though. So I'm not sure how they did that. They they didn't ask us any questions. They just asked us to smile for the camera and you know, whatever. So Hmm. that was an interesting thing that I had not experienced before. Um, then bags came out promptly and it was, you know, on the way back, the only thing that was different is that we were set two and two, uh, front and back, rather than uh, all in a row, which which worked out fine. Uh, well, so I do have a slight complaint here, and this okay. happens every time. So, what, so I booked the tickets with Virgin Atlantic, and so I expect to get that customer service sort of representation, right? Like, that's who I booked the tickets with. But our second leg was contracted through Delta. And so we still got the updated, uh, um, the increased leg room. Um, it was Delta Comfort Plus is what they call theirs. Uh, but they didn't have seats for us. And so when I went to the gate to get seats, they said, oh, well, I can do three and one. Uh, but, you know, we're traveling with two small kids, so that's not ideal. Uh, and they eventually figured out a way to get us two and two. Uh, but I wish they could have given us the seats that I originally booked because I booked seats back in early December. So that was kind of weird. It was a little bit of a hiccup, but then they fixed it. Um, and, uh, and we got the seats we needed, but, but I, it bothers me that you make an arrangement with one airline in this case, Virgin Atlantic, and then the other airline that they subcontract doesn't, you know, doesn't honor have it. to honor mm-hmm. it. And that, that bothers me every time that happens. That would bother me too. That is bothersome. I don't want to slam Delta, but Delta shame on you. What I really want to do is praise Virgin Atlantic on this flight. And so I really meant to say on our transatlantic flight home, we were, oh, we were yeah. sat two and two. Um, which, you know, we just divide and conquered one parent, one kid. And those were the seats that I originally booked. Yeah. That's what was available. Yeah. So, and perfect. Yeah. And I mean, Araya fell asleep, which was great. Joey, you know, he was fighting hard. So, and if I may, I don't know you if may. you include this, but I a shout know. out to it's Delta on the second leg. Um, they invited the kids up to see the cockpit. The oh, got they did. Yeah. Yes, and Joe took like a picture. It was like pre-9-11. It was amazing. It was like pre-9-11. <laughs> like and the childhood. captain smiled and everything and took a picture with it the kids. It will never happen great. again, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, it you was missed good. it. It was good. I mean, our kids are like especially adorable, so I don't know if it would happen for everyone's kids. But. 
Yeah. They did have their cute little headphones on. <laughs> I felt bad, though, because our daughter has a camera that we've talked about on this show before. And she talked about wanting to get a picture with someone from the airplane. Flight attendant, pilot, she didn't care. She just wanted to capture the airplane We didn't do it. And it just was not ready. It was all packed up in her bag, and there was no time to, to get yeah. it Yeah. Next that time. Would have been next time. Did she get her wings? Did they give them wings? No. no they didn't. I don't think they do that anymore. Oh, Bring mean, the wings back, airports. Yeah. Although she did get... This was cute. Going through TSA... Um, the TSA lady had a um, pocket full, which I didn't. She, I didn't know what she was doing. She was like rummaging around in her blouse, and I was like, "What is she doing?" She's like, "Hold on, hold on." And I'm like, "What is happening?" And, but she there must have been a pocket, obviously, in her blouse. I hope. And she pulled out. <laughs> or, or TSA agents are just really comfortable with feeling people out. Just jump checkers. Oh, oh mine was very guys. comfortable. But she very yeah. comfortable. But she pulled out these two badges, like they were stickers, but they were on you know junior TSA um, employees, and so they got those. And then we were we met the chaplain of the one airport, I think maybe Atlanta, mm-hmm. and she gave our kids. Additional airplane stickers, so they didn't get wings, but they were well taken care of. So it was a good experience as far as you know, children bedazzlements all over. So children's airplane well, flair. You want you want them to have a positive experience. So when they grow up into adults, that they're not there's no fear of traveling because you need to go out and experience the world. And so, you know, my husband he. He's oh, a fearful Kevin. traveler. We're work we're working Poor on him, Kevin. but you know it's nice to see the community encouraging children and uh, having your kids have a positive experience so that they can grow up into well-rounded adults, including the, the area of travel. Well, if it helps, tell him we have stickers here, and if he comes here, we will give him stickers. Uncle Kevin, <laughs> Uncle we Kevin. got stickers. <laughs> All right. Well, I think, is there anything else you guys want to include? I think that's all I have. No, Virgin Atlantic, it was a delight flying on you. I cannot sing your praises enough, and I look forward to my return flight. Yeah, and I feel like we should just formally say, no one here is being paid by Virgin Atlantic. Oh, yeah. I mean, if they offered, I wouldn't turn it down. We like free flights with extra leg room. (laughs) (laughs) Or or even just the extra leg room. We'll pay for the flights. Give us the extra leg room. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Sarah, for finally being on the podcast. Uh, it's great to be here. And, you know, uh, is it Richard Branson that owns it? Richard yeah. Branson. Richard, if you're listening, I will also, uh, instead of a free flight, I will take a trip to your island. It's It Sir looks delightful. Richard oh, excuse Branson. me, Sir, Sir Richard Branson. There you go. I would greatly appreciate a trip to your island. <laughs> <laughs> you should just get a job working for Virgin Atlantic. Oh, well, in conclusion, although like, it was a, it was a great experience, <laughs> she's too direct. <laughs> that's right. That's the Northeast America people. All right, Joe. Anything else? No, it's a good experience. I would do it again. Yeah. yeah, I would do it again too. All right. Thanks for being on the show, guys. This is Megan Chapa of the Travel Radio Podcast saying, if you have a second and you don't mind, go ahead and review us wherever you are. Or send us some feedback. That'd be wonderful. Lady Gaga did. Lady Gaga did. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. And have a great night.